Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. What about this guy beside us? I think he deserves a standing ovation. So, <laughs> team of the tournament at the World Over 40 Cricket Tournament in Pakistan. Mark Laird, great to see you. Thank you. Thanks for um, inviting me along. Hey, so, let's unpack all of this. Uh, who do the Aussies play first up and tell us about your role? Well, well when we were in Pakistan, the, um, we, we had a couple of um, sort of trial matches to start with. Played against, I think it was Hong Kong and then... Um, and then I can't remember what the other team was called, um, but yeah, we had yeah we had a couple of trials before we had our first proper game against the West Indies. Hey, you're sounding a bit husky, mate. So is that from uh, a lot of celebrations afterwards or out on the pitch? <laughs> it's been a tough month, um, you know, going over there. It's you know it's a completely different part of the world. Obviously, um, took a lot to get used to, but yeah, just starting to sort of settle in now. The last few days back home. Can you share some stories? Like, what is it like the minute you touch down and? We said off the air a moment ago, we're so lucky where we live. So well, paint a picture for us. Sure. Well, when we, when we arrived in Karachi, it was, it was quite insane. You know, we were, we were treated like rock stars. Um, you, you, they wouldn't have known that we weren't the, the proper Australian team. Um, we were mobbed for photos, autographs. Um, it took us a good hour to get out of the actual airport into our transport to the, um, to the hotel. Just, you know, people just wanting photos and wanting to get to know us, wanting to take our gear off us. And um, it was crazy. It was just... But it was so damn hot. Like, we got off the plane, we got off the airport. It's like, geez, this is tough, you know. But, you know, it was fun um, to be treated like that. It was, it was completely different to what we obviously do back here on the Central Coast. It's good. So talk us through the tournament there, Mark. How long were you over there for? How many games did you play? Yep, so we, we were over there for um, three weeks. I think it was about 20 days in, in total. Um, and we played 11 games all up, the two trials. Two trials and nine um, you know, competition games, including the semi-final and the and the last game, like the bronze medal sort of game. Um, and there was no easy games. You know, every every sort of team had first-class players, um, test players. You know, that are still oh, there, and there's some, still a lot of first-class players playing against us that go back home and and continue to play first-class cricket. So it was tough. Yeah. So so what did you get out of it the most? What 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 really said to I was over there. You got man of the match in in the first game you played. Yeah, against the West. I got that against the West Indies. Our first, you know, proper game in the yeah. in the tournament. And um, that was unreal. Like to to play against some of them guys. I think um, they had a couple of Test players, Nagamutu and um, Narayan. Yeah. Um, you know, and they were obviously world class spinners in their in their day and and played Test match cricket in Australia. So I got I got a chance to I actually got them both out. I was pretty happy with that. Um, and, and got to bat against both of them. So that was awesome. Hey, tell us about the balls that got them. Well, they were going pretty hard. It was towards the end of the innings. Um, Nagamutu just sort of edged one, got caught in gully, I think it was. Um, and the other fellow, Narayan, I think got caught somewhere out in the deep. I don't care where they got caught. Yeah. I was just glad they're out. <laughs> just like taking wickets on the coast, mate. Yeah, isn't it? It. it doesn't matter who. It's yep. just, just a matter of, of how. So, so as a team, you made it through to the to the semi-finals. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We struggled to start with, um, you know, because we had a couple of hard games early on. Um, so, but then we we fought our way back and f- end up finishing fourth in the in the group sort of games, which set us up for a semi-final against Pakistan at the um, National Bank Stadium on you know TV, main TV over there in 
Pakistan. I think it, the the viewing, you know, was in the hundreds of thousands um, to watch to watch us run around. It was pretty cool. And they had some test players as well. Absolutely, yeah. They had, um, I think, Abdul Razak was their captain. Um, he opened the batting for them. They had Mizbar al Haq, um, Hassan Raja. There's you just go down. Mohammed Shami. They had just the whole list all the way down. They had test players, first class players. It was it was a bit surreal actually to be out there. Um, and the umpire on that day was Alan Dar. Um, that Javed me and Dad around. He was you know keeping a check on us, having some selfies with us. Yeah, it was just it was uh, it was great. Gee, I tell you, it's pinch yourself stuff, absolutely. isn't it? So it is. So it is as cricket mad as what what we see on TV over here in Pakistan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the crowds that we got to watch us obviously weren't like when the big boys are playing, but. They're just so passionate about it. They're just so loud. Um, and they don't care who's playing. Like, they treat us the same as the Pakistan team. Yeah. Um, we were just as big a, a rock stars to them as what the Abdul Razak and Mizbah were. It was, yeah, it was awesome. And to get to play at the National Stadium, you yeah. know, it's a, it's a test, test venue. It's, it's like going and playing, for those here, going and playing at the SCG. Yeah. That, that's that's what, it, what it's like. Yeah, absolutely, it? yeah. And it, it's a massive difference for me, obviously, coming from Baker Park at Wyong. You know, you can bowl the ball and they can hit it and they get a one. You bowl the ball at National Bank Stadium and it just part, just a metre past the fielder and, yep, that's four. Um, so it's a lot different to, to us, to what we're used to. The pitch, completely different. Not a scrap of grass on it. You know, you turn up and it's just a, a brown patch of dirt on the ground that your spikes can't even go in. Um, yeah, it was, everything was different, but it was, yeah, it was awesome. Tell us about your decision to represent Australia because last time you went away, we had four from the Central Coast yeah. and for various reasons you're the only one that went this time. Yeah, I think there was a lot of concerns about the security, you know, what was going to happen when we got there, how we were going to get looked after, um, you know, and obviously that part of the world, you know, through the media, it's a dangerous sort of place. Um, but, you know, we were assured by the Australian Cricket Board. I think we were in constant contact with the High Commissioner in, in Pakistan, um, Neil Hawkins, you know, all these guys, you know, put in a lot of effort to make sure we were safe over there and, and they did a great job. Like, everything they said they were going to do when we got there, they did it. And it was, yeah, everything. We, we, did, we didn't feel unsafe there, that's for sure. It, yeah. it just sort of, just following, you know, obviously, you know, through the social media, that even off-field, it was just the, you know, the, the way they did the events and all yep. that, it just yep. seemed to be like a big gala event. It was event. absolutely fantastic, the way they the way they prepared it, the way they had set it up. Um, and once again, everything they said they were going to do pre-tournament is exactly how it was. We're back with uh, Mark Laird. Made the tournament team at the Over 40 World Cricket Championships in Pakistan. I've got a key question for you. So you could almost hang them up. <laughs> you, after that, I mean, is that the pinnacle of your entire cricket career? Pulling on the green and gold. Uh, playing in a stadium like you did against, you know, former test players, and it doesn't get any better, does it? <laughs> Have you been talking to my wife? That's exactly <laughs> what she'd be saying. Um, no, you know, it was, it, was, it was fantastic, you know, to get to get to that. But, you know, there's plenty more for me to do. I, I want to stay as active as I can for as long as I can, and these opportunities, you know, are going to keep coming up, hopefully, as I get older. Um, there's groups, you know, older groups that get yeah. to do the same thing, so, you know, there's no, no reason to stop. What is next for the over forties for the Australian team? Well, the over forties. So next next month next month in uh, Brisbane is the national championships again, and then from there, I think the um, idea is to pick a, another Australian team to go to South Africa next March for the um, IMC World Cup. Yeah. So yeah, Mark's right. What he says there, though, you know, veterans or masters cricket is the fastest growing cricket 
in, in Australia, probably even in the world now. And yeah. uh, so you're going, it's, just for example, the over 55s are playing the the state championships being played at Tugra starting tomorrow and, and going through till Tuesday. So there's every age group, and, and they're now doing international tours. I think you know, there's some in New Zealand, some went over to England in the off season. So that it's getting bigger and bigger all the time. So so Mark, he's, he's the baby in, in the over 40s, and then you just move move up as you go along, oh, 45s, 50s, 55s. It's just getting bigger and bigger and Countries that you don't normally recognise on the international circuit at the top level, they're all in these. They're all playing in these these veterans, yeah, and, well, they, and they're very competitive. Well, in the in the tournament that we had in Pakistan, you know, we had like countries like Nepal, the UAE, um, even the USA, um, and it's just it's people that obviously moved to those places that have played high level cricket. So it's good for those countries, you know, Nepal and and the UAE did quite well there. I think the the batter of the tournament came from um, the Nepal team, um, you know, and he's a first class player wherever he plays around the world. So, yeah, it's good to see these, these countries come along. Hey, Mark, uh, I dare say that, you know, I heard some countries didn't go. Are we almost in a position where we could take two teams or does that devalue the green and gold? I, I would say that would be the case. They, they would only want to take sort of one. Um, the, the other countries that didn't go, I think, was around the security sort of thing and there's a bit of a... I don't know what it is with the Veterans Cricket Australia and, the, and there's IMC. I think there's a couple of different things going on there. I'd, you know, sort of keep a, keep a back seat to that and just um, keep my head down. You're not talking politics, are you? Definitely not. <laughs> politics and sport. Yeah. Uh, and we say that on a day where, you know, yeah. we're going to the polls for a referendum. Yeah, exactly right. So back locally, I suppose, Mark's captain of Wyong again this year. New coach in the off-season, yes. uh, Ben Priest. How's that been? Yeah, it's been fantastic. Um, he, he joined us probably eight weeks ago, I guess. Um, and he's turned, turned the whole place around, like our pre-season training. You know, generally in the past, you get 10, 15 of the top sort of grade turning up to train. But we had like a good five, four or five weeks at the Charming Indoor Sports Centre um, for fitness and we were getting 50 or 60 people there. So it was just a massive, massive turnaround. You know, you're getting blokes there that would never have trained in their last 20 years of their cricket are turning up, running the streets, doing laps, doing push-ups, doing sit-ups, you know, to try to get themselves ready for this season. Um, and now we've just got to hope that we can turn that pre-season into some, some good form on the field. Yeah, well, round one, you played Southern Spirit, batted last week. You obviously weren't there. You're still overseas. But 256, I think, yeah. that they got on the board. So that was a, yeah. a good total. And speaking to people at the club, that what, what got them was a very, very even contribution across the board. In the past, I suppose, Wyong could be accused of relying on one or two players to yep. actually to contribute for them to, to get a good score. But some down the lower, they hung in there and were able to, to push the yeah, total up to very competitive. Yeah, they did well. Um, you know, generally in the past, we, you know, if we have a, a bad collapse, it finishes with a collapse and we're, out, and we're out. But if you see the scorecard last week, it happened again. We got a good start. Fell to five for 107, I think, at one stage. But then, you know, a couple of fellas dug in, like Jack Harris, obviously batted, batted fantastic for his 80-odd. Um, and then there was a couple of others that sort of chipped in. Um, we had a young fella make his first grade debut. He's only 14, young Vince Thornley. He got, you know, 20-odd out of off 70-odd balls. So, you know, that shows that we're going in the right direction. They're, they're willing to put their head down and do the hard work and, and get us to where we need to be. So the, the final score, you know, that was great for us. Tell Gee. us a bit more about Vincent Thornley. Well, I don't know a great amount about him, you know, because he's obviously just come through our juniors, but we've got a whole bunch of good kids at that age, you know, the 14, 13, 14, 15-year-olds. You know, we've probably got a, a couple of teams worth of them at the club. Um, and to see a kid like that step up at that age and play first grade, but not just play first grade as a filling a spot, but get in there and tough it out and do the job that he did, you know, gives us all the reason that he's going to continue now. 
24 off 71 balls on debut as a, as a I played under 14. He's got 100 in the under 17s competition the night before. So he's a, a really, really big talent. Would that be a first in the competition, someone that young getting a debut? No. Over the years, there's been... Yeah, there's been, been plenty. Yeah, yeah, there's been plenty over the years. We had young Jake Seclooner, I think, way back in the day at Wong that did, did a, a similar sort of thing. But, you know, it's a fantastic achievement, 14. Yeah. You go from, you know, playing against kids your own age the day before, or, you know, the, the night before... To playing against you know men that have been playing first grade for you know could be five, ten, fifteen years. It was pretty good. It's full credit actually to the the Central Coast cricket and their pathway process they have and the training. That there there's plenty of really talented young players coming through and especially that age group. They won the actual I think they won the national or the state uh, youth championships last year. That age group. So. Yeah, and I think your club's been a real trailblazer in women's cricket as well. Can you pick up the story? Yeah, we 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 trying our hardest with the um, the women's cricket. I've got a couple of couple of my daughters play in the in the team over the last few years. You know they've had some success early on, um, but you know you've noticed the last couple of seasons the women's cricket's really picked on, picked up. Um, you know the other teams have caught up to where we sort of started. Um, you know and, and overtaken that and they've taken it to a, a whole another level. Central Coast, you know, women's cricket and kids cricket. Is um, going fantastic. It's good. Good to see. It's going to get bigger and bigger. It's like the Masters cricket. It's going to be the same thing. It's going to get massive. We could talk to you all morning because uh, Gary is. I mean, he's almost going to do a Michael Butner and fire up about the Aussies at the at the World Championships in the 50 over format, where Owen two to start the tournament and blowing off the park the other night against South Africa, but. Mark Led, congratulations, mate. It's all about you and your achievement. Uh, standing O, it's hard for me to do holding the mic, but uh, well done, mate. We're Thank so you. proud of you. Thanks very much. No, yeah, it's a, it was a great experience, and I'm um, you know, glad to be back and, and sharing some of those experiences with anyone that wants to, wants to hear me. <laughs> Off to another break. Uh, Gary? Yeah, look, that's an opportunity of a lifetime. We speak about <laughs> veterans cricket, and you know, Mark plays club cricket on the Central Coast. To get that opportunity, you're probably not going to get that opportunity in open level, but veteran cricket just provides so much, so many opportunities and you know, trips of a lifetime. So well done, Mark. Thanks. Yeah.